Oh, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the 301st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, as always. I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, IR Radio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always. Going to have a special guest on, back by popular and special demand. Zach Williford, a.k.a. Mr. Zach. And we're going to have him back on to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're kind of going to kind of do the same thing we did last time I had him on. So last time, for those of you who don't know, you can look back on the archives of the podcast. We recapped the first round and then kind of previewed the second round. So we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to kind of recap the second round and then preview the conference finals, obviously, Phoenix and Clip and the Clippers are already going on. Philadelphia, excuse me, not Philadelphia, Milwaukee, it should be Philadelphia, but uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta will be playing tonight, so I'm recording this at 2.30 p.m., so afternoonish East Coast time, uh, so by the time you guys are all listening to this uh, already, the Atlanta-Milwaukee game will be done, so just a heads up on that. Before we get to the conversation, first time listening to the podcast, thank you. Subscribe and follow right now, also share this Podcast with your friends and family, Reddit threads, Facebook groups. Subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Daryl Lane and you will find it. Also, follow me on Twitter at Night Train underscore Lane. I'll say it again at Night Train underscore Lane. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, leave a great comment, a fantastic comment, and a five star review. And for some odd reason, if you don't like my podcast, it's like how the hell could that happen? But let's say it does happen on that off 1% chance, that one in a billion chance. Then don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Zach Williford, a.k.a. Mr. Zach, to talk NBA playoffs. Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Zach Williford, a.k.a. Mr. Zach, with us to talk some basketball. So, first of all, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fine, uh, dear. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Uh, sitting back, absorbing all, all this uh, NBA playoff information. Ready, ready, to get, ready to get down and talk about it a little bit. So, first, what I, well, first of all, I have to ask, how, how was Father's Day? How, how's Father's Day? Well, I was pretty happy with Father's Day. I was I was I was able to uh, participate in Father's Day with my dad. He's out in his eighties, so you know every, every every Father's Day is like a blessing. This is my first Father's Day as a grandfather, <laughs> uh, you know. So I, this was a special Father's Day for me. Now I got to spend I got to spend time with my dad and. Uh, treat him to some good food and stuff and uh that's what I do. I mostly look out for everybody, man. And it was my it was my it was it was my dad's day, but it was also my first um, father's day as a granddad. So it was cool. Thanks for asking. Oh of course I just had to check out what was going on. So 
First, what I do want to talk to you about this is, before we get to the playoffs, so the draft lottery happened uh, yesterday. Uh, number one pick, uh, number one overall is going to go to Detroit. Detroit's going to be one. And then you look at, they're talking about this is supposed to be one of the best drafts. They're, they're comparing this to drafts like uh, the Michael Jordan, Akeem draft, the uh, 96 with Kobe, Nash, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, 03 with LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Carmelo. That's the type of uh, thing that the scouts and people are just talking about when they talk about this draft when you have guys like Kate Cunningham, uh, Jalen Green, you have Evan Mowgli, uh, Jalen Suggs. So I, I just want to talk about when you look at this draft, your time watching basketball, how do you like all these prospects? It's kind of like it's kind of like jumping the gun, you know. Um, comparing this draft to the '96 draft is a reach for me. Um, the '96 '96 draft goes down in history is is, is one of the greatest drafts. I mean, even though I mean you're going 25 years ago, but uh, just a just a just a short list. Of Iverson, Steve Nash, Kobe, and Ray Allen. That's just a short list. Ben, Wa- ben Wallace was undrafted that year. But, uh, just off the top of my head, Kobe, Iverson, um, Ray Allen. I mean, those, those those three Hall of Famers right out right out the gate. And Nash was there. Nash was in that draft too. Steve Nash was picked later on later on in that draft, and. Uh, of course, he's uh, of course he's um, a Hall of Famer. Also, uh, this this draft is um, these guys are. You know, there's not really a lot of small guys in this. Small players in this draft. You got a couple of big guys and Cunningham and Suggs. Green has good height. He good step back. Jalen Green. Um, he didn't go to college though. I think he went. To, he did a year in the G League, but he averaged close to twenty points. He he, he has he has he has uh, a lot of potential. But um, you know, you you talk about guys coming out of college and um, making an impact in the in the pro game, and um, lately there haven't been any any like rookies just come in and just shock the shock the league, you know. I mean, so some rookies that I think about of late uh, recently. So Tatum a few years ago, Tatum really came on, uh, and they went to the conference finals game seven. Of mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference with LeBron, you know, he ended up, but but it was a prog- pro- progression, and obviously he was in a in a good situation with Boston, and Kyrie was out, so that kind of forced him to kind of step into that role. I was at that game. <laughs> so so Tatum is one. So Tatum's a guy. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I, I think that was, I think the, the, I think Tatum and Ball. Did Tatum Ball and Ingram come out in the same draft? Say that again. Tatum Ball and Ingram. Ingram came out the year before, a couple years before. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a good draft. That was a good draft. But like I said, that the the, the the impact was 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 okay. No, nobody just. I mean, Allen Iverson came and took the lead by storm from day one. Magic Johnson came and took the lead by storm from day one. I mean, talking about, I'm talking about number one picks. You know, 
Derrick Rose came into the league making noise from day one. So it's I, we'll we'll see, we'll see. The jury's out. I mean, my my opinion. I, I won't jump the gun on saying this is the best draft. You got more. You got more three point shooters coming out before because that's what guys work on. You know, the game is turning into a three point game. You know, three point shooting game. But um, I, I I see I see some potential in some of these guys. But um. I'm gonna hold back. I'm gonna hold back on comparing these um, these guys to uh, the Hall of Famers. Um, this this Jonathan Kaminga. This Jonathan Kaminga. Um, he's an interesting player. Oh, they got him in the top five. Uh, Evan Evan Mobley is is a, is kind of almost. Oh, the Chris Bosch, Chris Bosch sort of deal, and uh, the way in, in his range of game, you know, solid rebounder, hit the open shot, not really flashy, can run the can run the court, uh, not physically strong, uh, more finesse type player. So um, that's that. What I compare that. What I would compare Mobley to um, out of USC. He has a brother that's pretty good too. That's that's who I would compare him to. Um, so when you look at Cade Cunningham, right? He's the guy that everybody's been talking about for the last year. He's like the prohibitive number one. Everybody's like Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham. What do you see in his game that people try to say he can be so special? He's he's a he's not scared to take the big shot. He's good at attacking the basket. Uh, he's an above average passer. As far as hitting the open guy, he has the tools to be an effective player. He has the tools to be an effective player. Uh, you know, but a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, uh, they play good ball. But when the tournament came, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't attack the tournament. So, um, well, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor was Baylor was playing strong ball. And they peaked at the right time, and they were playing. They they were they played the best in the tournament. Now, none of these guys really took over in the tournament. Um, I would say Suggs did kind of. Yeah, yeah, but the last the, 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 the big game, the big game, he was like a no show. In the, in, in the championship game, they, they they got blew out. You know, they, they got they got blew out. They were they were they, they were the the Baylor was much more aggressive and playing like a dog. And you know you know what they call a basketball player that plays like a dog. You know, that's that Patrick Beverly uh, hard nose type of a defender and and uh, and on the offensive side you attacking you attacking the rim and and you are. Uh, more aggressive, more aggressive on offense. But he has a he his 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 court vision is, is good. His his ball movement is good. Um, I have to see about his. I, I have to see about his uh, outside shooting. It's it's off and on. But he 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 was blessed to play on a good on also on on a good team where they they didn't need him to take over. They didn't need him to be like the number one option. So I have to see because NBA game is much more individual in some areas. You know, um, Gonzaga was a ball movement team. 
They played beautiful basketball. They just never got over the hump in the big, in the big game. Something about the big game, they could not get over the hump. How much? I was gonna say, how much stock do you put into the NCAA tournament when you're looking at prospects? Like, does that make it break it for you, or are you kind of like, you know, this player can show? I kind of like, I, I kind of like determine action because that's a lot of times. That's when you. That's when a lot of times when you play against your best competition. Uh, Scotty Barnes from Florida State is 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 a type of player who we haven't seen the best of him yet. You know, he was playing tentative at at Florida State, overthinking a lot of times. You know, but when he calmed down, he played some he played some pretty good ball. Uh, Scotty Barnes, he's a uh, pretty. Well, most of these guys got, got good ball handlers, and and they and they and they and they got good height on them for um, swing men because back, because they they he can he can bring the ball up or he can play off the ball. So that that's a good thing to me. Some of these guys can play. Um, Green, Sos, Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, they can handle the ball and they can play off the ball. So, you know, they're versatile players. Whose game do you like most in this draft class? Cunningham. <laughs> I like Cunningham, but um, Jalen Green, I'd have to see more on him. I, I like, he, he looks like he's very comfortable on the court. You know, he, he he's, he's, and he's looking to score. He's looking to score, you know. Uh, I think he played against the best competition this year in the G League. Those other guys played college guys, you know. Um, so I'll say Cunningham or um, Jalen Green. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and cut up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to get into some of these NBA playoff games. Cut up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Dre, you've been doing all this dope producing. You had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? Do. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we still have Mr. Zach with us. So here's what I want to talk about. Uh, We have... I want to go to the first series I want to talk about. I want to go back to the second round. So you have the Nets and Bucks, which was really, you know, I think we can make an argument best series so far, right? Best series so far uh, that we've seen in the playoffs. We saw Kevin Durant just make a statement. Like one game, I think he was like 12 of like 18. He had like 15 rebounds, like 11 assists in game five. Then in, in game seven, he did everything. I think he just kind of ran out of gas and obviously give credit to Milwaukee. They have a bunch of defenders they can throw at him. So first what I want to ask you is the statement Kevin Durant made, do you think Kevin Durant kind of cemented he's the best player in the NBA after that performance? Uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, I, I, I mean, and when, and, and when, when you get when you get to that elite status of, of ball players, you know the, the top the top of the, the top of the uh, charts of ball players. You know your Kawhi Leonard's, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Uh, that's that's like the top three over the, for, over the last few years. You're throwing Steph Curry. Um, you know over the last five ten five years, especially five to seven years, those have been the top players. 
uh, they they take turns um, to uh, claiming the crown as the best player in the world. Kevin Durant was using his his ball handling skills more than more than ever because of the lack of a guard help. Um, I mean, he's he's probably one of the greatest scorers of all time, anyway, and. Um, his, his defense is underrated. Uh, he's a big shot maker. Uh, I, um, and, co- and coming off the devastating injuries, I, I, I'd say, yeah, I'd I, I, I put him in the top three in the world you know, on, a, on a consistent basis. You know, I'm not, I'm not going um, to, I can't leave out, I can't leave out players that's been consistent over the, over the course of time. For him coming off injury, Playing consistent basketball, showing leadership, uh, 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 at bringing the ball up court as a big guard. Uh, only thing he's only thing that his, his that he lacks as a total all around complete player is the court vision as far as hitting the open man. You know, but I mean, if you're looking for just if you want to nitpick a little small things, you know, um, he missed open guys a lot. You know, in that game. Um, I say he shot out of the last nine possessions. He either shot the ball or turned it over. Um, down the stretch, um, his stamina was his stamina was in question at that time, which is which you know everybody was dog tired on the court. But I I think they had him doing a little too much at the end. He ran out of gas. Um, I answered the question: Is Simmons his role? Is his name is the top player in the, in the world? Uh, so you, I, 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 I would give it to him at, at this moment. Like I said, top, top one, two, three in that order, depending on you know how, how I was going. Um, he's, 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 his game speaks for itself. Uh, he he needed a little, he, but hey, even he needed a little help at that time. He tried to hit the open man. He tried to get uh, Harris involved, but Harris couldn't couldn't hit the open shot. He tried to get Harris involved. But at the end, he tried. At the end, he didn't have. He didn't have enough. He didn't have enough. But I, I have no, no argument about his, about his about him being top, top player in the world. You know. To me, the, if Brooklyn's healthy, right, they beat Milwaukee and no, no problem, right? If Brooklyn's fully healthy. Yeah, but uh, those are those are those are what ifs, you know. Those are those are all what ifs, you know. Uh, what they lacked, it, what they what they had, it, what they what they lacked in in um, playing games together. I mean, I don't know exactly the tour that all three played together, but what the, the, that the chemistry was the chemistry was great. But at, at times it was just like solo uh, ISO basketball. Um, when but when they when they played crispy ball ball movement basketball, there was poetry in motion. Um, I think that I think that Steve Nash forgot about a couple key guys, man. Especially on a um, defensive end, um, he stopped playing a few guys, and uh, they needed. You know, one thing about the one thing one thing about games, NBA games. You know, toward the end of the season, you can't. I mean, you can't just play seven guys. Sometimes you got to sprinkle your minutes, and you got to be a more effective team. You got to. Have more guys involved, you know, and uh, if he could have found a minute or two to rest Durant in the game, 
he'd have been more fresh down the stretch. That's just well, that's just you know, that's just how I feel about it. I think if they managed him a little better, he'd have been fresh, more fresh down the stretch. Yeah. And I and I didn't see when Joe Harris took by a bucket. I was wondering why he didn't put Shamet in the game to try to hit a shot. You know, but it's easy from the outside looking in. No, but I think it's an interesting point to touch on, right? So Steve Nash, he's a first-year coach. I think there was a little bit of controversy when he was hired. This is his first time ever doing a role like this. What would your grade be for a series in terms of how you think he coached and managed it? Uh, you know, he had, he had things going against him as far as the injury, but he lost Dinwiddie in the beginning, uh, Kyrie, uh, Harden. Then he, had to play, then he had to play Kevin Durant on a um, time management frame like, he was only playing like a certain amount of minutes per game and for a long time. Um, but um, he had a staff with Mike D'Antoni, who was a seasoned coach, uh, very experienced coach. Um, but they lacked, um, they in that last game, they lacked moving. They didn't, they, they were terrible with moving without the ball. Uh, they didn't get too many easy baskets. And um, I think Nash, Nash did a good job controlling the egos on the team, but his, his substitution patterns was not effective. He thought talent would carry him through, and he needed he and he needed to he needed to make a few adjustments over the course of those games. You know, he needed a little bit more than just the talent. You needed a b- little bit more execution. Uh, he did, he did good for a first-year coach, you know. Uh, but like I said, I just didn't like his substitution pattern, and they paid for it. Everybody ran out of gas at the end. So now I want to go to the Brook, uh, the Milwaukee side of things. How just impressed were you with Milwaukee that, you know, they were able to win four of the last five games in the series? force on the court on the court uh big guy uh he made a lot of he made a lot of mistakes too though man i mean he's played like a big you know not he's like a little under he's not an all-star guy he's like a little bit under that um i, I like i like the series it was you know what it was a low scoring series i mean a, a lot of those games were in the 80s and 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 when the game's in in scoring that low that's in milwaukee's favor right i mean you know the '80s, man. James Harden had no no gas in the tank. He his presence on the court helped the team out, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't. I, I think Mike James could have played a few minutes and then wouldn't have hurt wouldn't have hurt him at all. Matter of fact, he might even got a few easy buckets. You know, just attacking the rim. Uh, they had to walk the ball up court, and uh, for once, for once. You know, they was clearing out the whole side, and Durant was working one on was working one on four, and it, it was working until 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 you know, stamina kicked his uh his energy level went down and got tired. But um, Milwaukee's co- job, his co- people were saying the coach's job was on the line if they lose this series without without Harden and, and Kyrie. You know. Harden was just a shell of himself, so I really, you really can't really count him. But 
But his presence on the court calmed the team down. But his presence on the court put some effective players out of the lineup. I think I think I think Mike James could have could have helped them a lot. You know, just be just be being able to create his own shot and get to the hoop. So now nobody from the Nets could create their own shot except Durant. And that ended up kind of biting them in the butt a little bit. So now everybody, had, everybody was basically you had to spoon feed him the ball to get him a, a bucket. You know, Blake Griffin is all right. Is all is all right. But off oh, someone when you catch him driving to the hoop or something like that. But he didn't. He he he, he wasn't. He wasn't. A, he really wasn't a threat unless he was wide open. So now so that, that's why they paid the price. No, you are right. They did. So, what I want to do now is I want to go to the other series in the East in the second round. Hawks versus Philadelphia. Now, this might have been maybe the most controversial series so far. Ben Simmons had a lot of criticism heaped on him. Uh, Multiple games where he's scoring under 10 points. Uh, He's attempting, like, three shots. Like, you know, uh, awful from the free throw line. They were doing hack of Ben uh, I, I just want to know your thoughts, right? So Ben Simmons, he's supposed to be the lead ball handler. Uh, and we were just talking about this off the air, you know, when, when people, you said people compare to Magic, right? People compare to Magic and LeBron coming out. Like and you mentioned, those guys talk. Those guys are getting people in the same direction. Those guys kind of have that charisma, that leadership. What were your assessments of Ben? And what do you think he's lacking that prohibits him from trying to get to that next level that I think talent-wise he can get to? Oh, man. He's like, he like see the big lights and he folded. Um... He's all right. In the, he's, he's a better transition player. His half court, his half court ability is um, suspect. Yeah, and and he and he he lost his confidence. When a man loses confidence, man, it's hard. It's, I mean, what what do you do to uplift uplift this game? He's he's he only want to go. To, it amazes me that he doesn't even he doesn't um, work on his shot. Um, his ball handling skills are all right. You know, he is. I mean, the reason for the comparison to Magic or LeBron is basically because of his height. You know, um, he's not a vocal leader on the court. Um, when they put him in the post, he doesn't. He's not. A, he doesn't. He doesn't receive the ball in the post. He like backs away from the action. I, I, I'm totally disappointed in him. I, I'm, I'm totally disappointed in him. I'm disappointed in his body language on the court. I'm disappointed in his in his energy. And his enthusiasm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in, in, in the way he, the way he, in the game that he brought to the NBA. Um, coming out of LSU, the games I watched him in the LSU, you know, uh, it was, it was weird to me that his team didn't make the tournament. I mean, he, he seemed like a guy with his status would have just carried, would have just ran through the NCAA. But nah, he's he's he's, he's he doesn't he plays like he came up in the playground, but he doesn't have a playground game. You know, uh, he needs some playground action, some some uh, you know, not some individual just individual workouts. He need to go and go out and play some and just play some ball against people and just shoot the ball in game action. Because it's easy to stand around and shoot by yourself. Shoot by yourself, of course you're going to make some. But you got to get him. You got to go work out and, and work on his game 
work on his shot in game action. Anybody can shoot in practice, but he didn't work on his shot in game action. Get some get get some confidence in his free throw shooting, and and his and his shot might come around. But either he needs a shooting coach. <laughs> You know, he, he he might he might he might have mental problems on the court. You know he's like gun shy now. And you know, I, I, I don't I don't I don't reach my, my I don't reach my point with him where I, I I would have to say it's time for him to move on to another situation. And uh, with his contract, with his contract, I mean, I'm quite sure somebody would take a chance on him, but he's kind of people kind of look at him funny now. Yeah, and I agree with you. What I do want to say is, right, so you've been watching basketball for a long time. You've been around a lot of basketball on a lot of different levels. And maybe there is some mental stuff going on. Well, I don't know if it's pressure, it's anxiety. They have sports psychologists for this type of stuff. Maybe you just need to talk to somebody. I don't know what it is because you see a guy with so much talent and physical ability, and he seems like he's just content being a liability for his team and having them play four on five. He just seems like he's just content. Like, you know, there's a play that... You know, he has, like, a chance for a dunk, and then he just passes it out. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, is that the coaches? Is that Doc's? Like, 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 where do you even begin with that? If he just doesn't want to do it, do you just say, hey, we're not going to play? That was a lacking moment. That was a moment that he just, he just mentally did, was not there, man. You can't blame that on Doc. No. I don't, I don't know what management is telling Doc about about who to play and what to play, but in that game six, I think he could have used some of his guys on that bench, man. Maxie, you know, some of those guys, man, because Curry was on fire, you know. Uh, Maxie, Maxie came in, when he did get in the following game, he helped the team a lot. Um, but he didn't get minutes in, that, in, in game. He didn't get, he didn't get enough minutes on the court. Uh, and then at the end of the game, you couldn't use you couldn't use Ben Simmons because he wasn't effective. Uh, he's not getting rebounds. He's not stealing the ball. So basically, like you said, it was four on five. I mean, what 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 do you bring? What did you what do you bring into the team today, um, son? So basically, basically, um, they got a big decision to make, or, or what is what is. He's not gonna get that much better in one year. I mean, I mean, he's not. I mean, Jason Kidd was the type of guy who who, who who shot brick after brick, man. Jason Kidd, but he wasn't scared to shoot. It's a difference. Jason Kidd tried to shoot, but his shot was terrible. His release was flat, and man, he, his percentage was bad. And uh, as the years went on, though, he became like the top, a top ten. All-time three-point shooter. A lot of times because people would back off and they would dare him to shoot, but he started making them. That's but to me, it's, it's it's not even also the shot. He doesn't seem like he attacks. He doesn't even attack. No, because he don't know. I I, I, I can't call. I can't call this game. Um, like I said, he, he I seen a I, I seen a warning sign when he didn't even make the tournament in college. I was like, wow, he should be running through. He should run through this tournament. But it didn't happen. So, uh, I think the, the first coach, the first coach that they had, I think his name was Brown. Yeah, Brett Brown. Uh, I don't know what his communication skills were with his, this whole thing about the process. 
uh, <laughs> Doc Rivers is more of a fine, uh, more of a fine-tuned coach, more of a more of a um, more of a respected name in the game. And um, but sometimes I think he trusts his players too much. He gave them too much freedom, and it backfired on him. You know. No, I agree. He figured they, he figured they would play themselves out through that thing, but. Embiid, Embiid hanging on, even, even though he had a bad leg, Embiid, the one game Embiid should have should not even have been on the court. I think Dwight Howard was playing was playing more quality basketball as far as offensive rebounds, loose balls, and little things that you needed to get him over the hump. Not hanging around the three point line that that wasn't going to get it. If you're hot, cool, but if you're not, you got to come down. You got to come down and bang a little bit. The ref was calling the game close. But me personally, I, I think that was the best series. As far as competition, as far as intensity, it was almost like a little rivalry starting there. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta, they rub the, they rub home crowds, um, the road teams the wrong way, man. They they got their Knicks fans going, and then they got Philly fans going, <laughs> and they and they walked out of there with victories in both tournaments, in both in both um matchups. Why do, you, and also what I do want to ask you this lastly about the whole Ben and Joel thing. Why don't you think maybe they're able to play together? Do you think it can work, or just their games are just too different? Well, what they saying about the court spacing, Ben Simmons need a lane to drive down, and B is clogging the lane. I don't, I don't know. Basketball is not that complicated, you know. It's all about matchups, man. If Ben Simmons can get a matchup on a smaller player, and he won't even attack him, you know. Uh, I mean, sometimes you just sit there and wait for a guy to bust out of his shell, and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait, and it ain't happening. I mean, if Alonzo, if if the if Alonzo uh, Ball can work on his shot, I mean, his shot wasn't his shot wasn't his shot would make me want to throw up. But now he turned he, he turned it around a little bit. He's hitting the open shot. He's, he's hitting the open shot. His three-point percentage is up. Free-throw shooting is up. His release and his mechanics on his shot were terrible. But he improved it over a year or two. So, I, I, I mean, it's all, on, it's all on Simmons. It's all on Simmons. You can't babysit a grown man. You can hire a trainer or whatever, but it's all on Simmons. How impressed have you been with Trey Young? Uh, I like his leadership. I like his leadership uh, on the court. His, his, his court vision is a phenomenal. Uh, he's an accurate shooter, great free throw shooter. He helps on defense. He's, he's a he's a superstar. He's a superstar in the making. Who who does this game? Does everybody? Is there anybody that his game reminds you of? Uh, no, he has a she has some sharp. He has some sharp crossover moves and dribble dribble moves uh, to a uh, to a, a Tim Hardaway move. He got a Tim Hardaway move. He got the Steph Curry step back. Uh, he know how, he know how to create space between him and his man once he gets into the lane. Um, uh, like almost a smaller version of how Kobe would get a man to ride his back. Uh, 
his finishes and his backboard angles. He can finish. He got backboard angles like Kyrie. He can hit the ball from any angle of the backboard and drop it in. He got the Tony Parker floater. He got a little. He got a little swag. A, a few guys with him. Don't forget the Tony Parker floater. Oh man. Oh man. So did I, how many did I name? So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then come next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get into the Western Conference second round and kind of recap those series too. Cut them next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk. So now we're going to talk about the West in terms of uh, just recapping and going over the second round series. So Denver got swept by Phoenix. I just want to know how shocked were you that that series ended up in a sweep and Chris Paul and Devin Booker just dispatched the Jokic of the Nuggets. Like they was just, they, they, they got him out there pretty quickly. They got him out of there pretty quickly. Well, Denver went as far as they can without, without, without their other superstar. Without Murray, they went as far as they could go. I'm surprised they went that far. I'm surprised they beat Portland without Murray. You know, I, I mean, for real. They that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to go even with even with the MVP. It's hard. It's hard to progress in the playoffs without without a sidekick. They play. They play over. They they play. That's why Portland's coach was fired. He should have been fired after he lost that game, that series. He took that team fired so he can take them. That's it. That's it for Portland. So you're of the mindset Denver shouldn't... Dame Lillard. Season for McCallum. And, uh... They traded uh, Trent Jr. Did they trade Trent Jr.? Did they? Did he go to Toronto? Yeah, yeah. And for Powell, right, right. Trent Jr. was a good player for them. Powell played okay, you know, but nah. They wasn't going nowhere without Murray. They, 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 they went as far as they could go. No, I mean, that was it. I think I think um, by beating Portland, they went that 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 they that was their peak game right there. Did, did that game? Did that go seven games? It went six. Six, right? Right. Yeah, that, they they were done after that. So now quickly, I want to go to the other series, uh, Utah and the Clippers. Now, what makes this series kind of interesting is the fact that Utah starts out two and zero. In the series, Clippers come back tied at two-two. The Jazz lose their last two games, Game Five and Game Six, to a Clippers team without Kawhi Leonard, their best player. What are your thoughts? What are the thoughts going through your head as you see the Jazz literally get shell shocked and can't beat the Paul George-led Clippers? Well, 
Uh, I give a lot of credit. I give a lot of credit to Ty Lue. He got his. He had his guys ready. Next man up, uh, the young guy from um, Florida State. Um, the young rookie that took Kawhi's place. The young guy from Florida State. Um, he had thirty-nine points in one game. Now his name. His name slips my mind. What's what's his um. He, he, he was scoring. He, I mean, he, he was a great uh, replacement for for Kawhi, and um, Reggie Jackson was playing. Reggie Jackson, I've never seen Reggie Jackson so effective. I mean, he's a, all right. Terrence Man, Terrence Man, Terrence Man, Terrence Man, T Man. That's his name. <laughs> oh man, he was a he, he was a great he was a great help for that team, man. You know, that's what I mean by Ty Lue getting his players ready. Next man up. Uh, Beverly hit some decent shots, but Reggie Jackson came into his own. I mean, I think he's been in the league like 10 years. This is the best he's ever played, the most confident he's ever played. And uh, as a matter of fact, he put, Rondo, he put Rondo on the bench. Yes, he did. You know, he took all of Rondo's minutes. I'll give Reggie Jackson a lot of credit. Great. He played great. <laughs> He played great. Um, the in, unfortunately, the injury, the injuries, uh, factor off is is back in play again. But with that their style of play and that and that and that deep and that defensive effort, they came out of an O two. They came out of an O two deficit and took that series. Man, that was that was big. You know. Uh, Everyone, everyone um, jumped on Doc Rivers for blowing those leads, right? In, in, in these games. Yes, they did. But no one. But what, what about Snyder? What about Snyder? Huh? They, they were up seventy-two to fifty at halftime. And uh, I, I didn't think they had a chance. And I, so I went. I went and took a walk, man. I went and took a walk because I was bored with the game. And I went out front and talked to my neighbor. And when I came in the house, it was 81 to 82. I could not believe it. Oh, what happened? Now, it's hard for me to get up and walk away from a game, but I, I was just getting frustrated with that game. Uh, I just wanted to see some good competition, man. And and they they, they really surprised me with the comeback. I, I'll be the first to admit, I, I gave up on that game. But a lead, a lead, a lead in the NBA is not much anymore. No, it's not. No, I mean, it's twenty is not much. Twenty-five is close. You almost got to be up by over twenty-five points to, to have a comfortable lead now. And they they take those leads away like that. I think I think Donovan Mitchell with, with the bad ankle, Cali in and out the lineup, that hurt them. That hurt them a lot. Um. Clarkson, Clarkson playing good ball, but he's only playing one half. He played good half, one half, and then he disappears the second half. I mean, a, a much improved player, but when when you put that whole thing in effect and just, it can do that for a whole game, oh, that he's going to be dynamite coming off that bench. So, hey, they, they were a well-coached team. 
play good ball, but it's, it's also Utah. Utah's only go so is only gonna go so far because they're not gonna attract any free agents. You see how they treat keep the people talk to the people down there? That put a black guy on that team, uh, on that franchise to me when with the racial things in that in that Memphis series. Everybody's sensitive to that stuff now. Things that were once looked off and, and, and ignored, now they now they're not ignored anymore. It's not acceptable. And uh, Utah won't be receiving. No, I don't see any free agents going to Utah. They don't. They don't make it very uh, inviting for a free agent. Not with that, with all that racial talk. How? But but I do have to ask you this. How, so how does Utah get better? Because they lost to the Clippers without their best player. Like how does Utah get better? Uh, only way they gonna get better is only way they gonna get better is uh, is through a draft pick. Because I don't like I said. They, they, they might get a sec, some second-tier free agents, but none of the top-tier free agents is going to Utah. Well, Dwayne Wade might have talked someone in there because of his influence, but I'll have to wait and see on that one. Because he is a percentage owner of that team now. Yes, he is. And maybe they brought him in a track. Maybe they brought him in there as a way of attracting some guys. I mean, his credibility is pretty high. Right? No, it's hey. Third right. best two guard ever. Right. So, so uh, Rudy Gobert is a good rim protector. Decent big man. Mike Conley's been around a while. I don't know if he's returning. Uh, they probably like can pick up a second tier free agent with the top the top dogs. I don't see him coming in. And Utah's not very inviting. And I'm also hearing that Milwaukee is not the friendliest place to be at some times. Uh, I seen a report where the players, some people were bashing Milwaukee. Oh. I don't, I don't know uh, how, how they how inviting Milwaukee is to free agents also, but um, have to change this up. I think I think I think Utah has a. Had the team, had the team, and they used their bench very well. I don't know if Kylie is going to be around. I think, I think he, I think he can opt out. Yes, but he I, can. I, I mean, they got a good chemistry with that team. They play good ball. Uh, when they when they get behind, Donovan Mitchell goes a little too much one on one. But I guess that's what he got to do to get him back in the game. But um, he's a raw talent. A big shot maker. He attacks the rim with aggressiveness. Good free throw shooter. Hey, he's a superstar in the making. So, uh, I, I want to ask you. You can do something good one time. Okay, you're a good player. You can do something twice. Okay, now you're showing some consistency. But it's like his third year playing some hell of a ball back to back to back. So, he's, he's, making, he's making his name. He's, he's going to be, be a household name in basketball. So Rudy Gobert, can he be the second best player on a championship team? I mean, if you could, if you wear, if you wear your defensive hat, if you put on a defensive hat, and you and and, and you protect the rim, and, and and you and it's not always about blocking shots; it's about altering shots, and and and, and it's about altering shots, changing the shot 
release and getting the rebound on defense. So he 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 can play a factor. He can move without the ball. He can move without the ball. He can pick and roll. He can shoot free throws. Uh, he he really doesn't have a go to offensive move. But um, he's a good player for Utah. I mean, boy, I mean, I, you know, like I said last week, losers say less. But Doyle, oh boy, he, he would look good with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> he would, because AD's not trying to, we all know AD's not trying to play center. Right, 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 right. So, you know, like I said, losers say less, though. I won't, I won't say that word again. <laughs> so, with Do- Donovan, and you kind of talked a little bit about you thought he played one-on-one a little bit too much when they were down. <laughs> Donovan's still a young player. What, what, what Type of level, or what type of skills does he need to develop? Like, like where is he? Like, you know, how many more levels does he need to go before he's there and, and he can be the legit he number is one? Ready, he is ready. He is ready. That I mean, he's getting ready. That's it. That's it, man. I mean, if you want, if he gonna attack the basket. He gonna, he gonna be aggressive on defense. He, he, can, he is. I mean, his court vision needs a little bit to work on, but. I don't. I don't think they brought him in to be a assist maker. He's a scorer, you know. He's a dog. And um, hey, I, I don't. I don't know what he needs to do. I mean, I mean, a little improvement. In, he he has the range. He, he's physically strong. He attacks the rim. He plays defense. He's a solid ball player. I think as experience comes, he might even make better decisions. But this is just an experience thing, you know. No, yeah. Sometimes when you draw a double team, you can look off and find your open guy that you can trust and um, hit that shot. Sometimes you don't got to force everything. You know? Just like, even though it's another team, I think Giannis wastes too much time around the three-point line. That is not his strong point. No, I definitely would agree with that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break, and then come next after the break, we're going to talk about these Conference finals kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and now we're going to talk about the conference finals. So, Phoenix is up 2-0 against the Clippers. Kawhi uh, has not played yet. I think it's still kind of in the air if he's ever going to play in this postseason. But right now, the Clippers, they've lost. The game one was, you know, fairly competitive. Game two was really competitive, and they just couldn't, you know, steal the deal, which would have been big to go back to L.A., 1-1, 1-1, but that did not happen. What have your thoughts been of this series so far? And Phoenix also being able to be up 2-0 without CP3. Well, uh, game one, they put up an offensive explosion almost, like 120 points. Game two, they scored in the low hundreds. Um, game two was a better defensive, a better defensive game by them. Uh, I like I like the team chemistry. I like the ball movement. Uh, I like the play calling, court spacing, uh, intensity on defense. 
They 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 play half court ball, but they will run if they have to. Off the rebound, I like how the big men run off the rebound. Uh, Aiden, uh, DeAndre, is his name Aiden? Yeah. Uh, he, he he can run the court. He's a good finisher. He got a great upside. He got a great upside in in the league. Uh. Yeah, you can't do that. You you, you can't do that uh, when you're the best. Yeah, th- th- that can't happen. In game one, in game one, Rondo missed his defensive assignment. When 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 he came, when the guy came off the pick, instead of going towards half court, he, he Booker went the other way towards the rim. He 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 backdoor he backdoor Rondo and Rondo went for it. I was surprised Rondo. Didn't deny the ball going the other way, and he gave up. He gave up an easy out of bounds play, and that cost him in that in that in that game. You remember the play I'm talking about? Yes. He thought he thought Booker was going to go to half court, but Booker did a little did a little little jab step and went towards the hoop. Caught Lionel totally off guard. Now I don't know if the defensive setup was to have someone helping Lionel then on the back side, but no one was there. No one was there. And now, the, now, now, now the little general, the point guard, Chris Paul, is coming back. Now, the, the guy that replaced Chris Paul played the game of his life. He hit his three shot. He, 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 he controlled the tempo of the game. The backup guy behind Chris Paul. He controlled the tempo of the game. He hit the open shot. I remember when he played for Oklahoma, um, with 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 with, with uh, Westbrook, he was like a cheerleader. But this, he came out, he came in, and he, and he and he's held his own in Chris Paul's place. So their three guy rotation is looking going, is going to be looking really good. Chris Paul can sit can sit down because the guy the kid is playing with confidence now. He's playing with confidence now. So Chris Paul is not. 
pressure to carry a whole load because the bench is involved, the bench is helping. And, uh, oh, man, I'm, I, they, I mean, and Monty Williams. Put some respect I, on his I, name. I, some... I always say that a good coach is worth a couple of points, right? And when you said, when you executed, when you executed that, one of, the, one of the biggest skills of being a coach is when your team executes a playoff of a timeout. When you call the timeout, when your team executes that playoff, man, that gives your that gives your coach a confidence of boost. It's almost like you're on the court and you're making a basket yourself. When 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 you when you when you write down a play and the team executed to perfection, oh man, that's coaching. That's coaching. That's time in the gym. That's practicing. That's paying attention to detail. Everybody did their job. He explained the play all the way to the team. And when he told you how he said, now when you catch it, you got to kind of like dunk it. <laughs> That's what he told him. Booker said an excellent pick. The inbound pass was perfect. Hmm. That's going down as one of the classic finishes. I mean, what? I mean, is that a buzzer? Is that a buzzer beater or is that a buzzer beater? Phoenix Suns roster. Hey, it's well built, well constructed, and obviously a lot of leadership. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Phoenix Suns roster, and and you'll see, um, like the draft picks, right? And like the one guy, the, the guy Bridges, the guy Bridges, they got they Philly drafted him on draft day, and they, he end up in uh, he ends up in um, Phoenix. Uh, Cameron Payne, he came off the bench and he made a lot of noise, and he was almost out of the league. He was like a, a bench warmer. Now he's in the now he's in the rotation. Uh, Devin Booker and Andre both for draft choices. Um, so like it's like they're really putting that team. They, they're really putting that team in a position to be successful for a couple of years. I mean, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Byron injuries, he has a couple good years left. I don't see him leaving, going anywhere. The coach should be having, the coach, they should get that coach a, a guaranteed contract right now if he don't have one for five years. Um, he's a good player development. He, he, he's, 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 he's vocal ability to, to explain things to players. And now, they, and now when, a, when a coach gives you, gives you instructions, and you follow those instructions, and those instructions work. Now you believe in your coach. You'll run a brick wall for him. That's that. That's the Phoenix Suns. Well, that's uh, that's true. I, I I definitely agree with you when it comes to that. So let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Maybe not the conference finals we all expected heading into the beginning of the NBA season or as the second round was transpiring, but it's the Eastern Conference final we're going to get. Hasn't been a game played yet. The first game will be tonight. What are your thoughts on this series? Uh, Nate, 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 Nate McMillan, the coach of the year, uh, at least for this. Uh, I mean, Monty Williams is a, is a, is a, did a great job, but I'm taking... Uh, uh, after All Star break, Atlanta played the best ball. They're playing the best defense. They're rotating on defense. Uh, they, they take a lot of they take a lot they take a lot of three point shots. Um, uh, one thing I like in that Knicks in that Knicks game, I mean um, that last series, not the Knicks. Um, uh, 
the last in that in that in that last series um after they after they um, got rid got rid of the Knicks and 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 they played the Sixers and Trey Young was having a cold night. Trey Young was having a cold night and um his shot wasn't effective. So Atlanta at the on Atlanta roster they they have a few players um that can hit out or they can hit outside shots um. Um, Badanovich, Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks roster. Um, they are Badanovich and Hoiter, and and when and when uh, Kevin Hoiter and when and when Trey Young shot wasn't going, he started running plays through Hoiter, right? And Hoiter was knocking that shot down. That's why I'm. That's what I'm talking about. A coach making adjustments during the game, not waiting till tomorrow, not waiting till the next day, not waiting till the next practice. Game time, on the move adjustments. That's coaching. Uh, I mean, I love is that not like Doc Rivers would say. Now I love him beat. I'm gonna ride him beat till the wheels fall off. No time out, Doc. Go to somebody else until he get to, until he gets himself together. Uh, um, Tobias Harris was like a no-show in how many games? Um, that's why I say Nick McMillan used to get the best out of his players, and now he and then, and then he got Collins being aggressive. I mean, he, he he's attacking the rim, he dunked on him, he's he's going after shots on defense. Um, he got an up-and-coming, nice team, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Milwaukee is the favorite, but I wouldn't be surprised. If these boys came through and put and, and made this a series, I mean they beat the one seed, so why not? Why not? Why not? That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying Hoyer was like a a, a no name because uh, he was a first round pick coming out uh, a couple years ago, and uh, he's a sharp shooter. I see. I see him being effective down the line. That's for sure. Um. Five coaching matchups. Uh, Milwaukee has a more experienced team. Uh, they make mistakes. Uh, they can put other teams back in the game. And like I said, a lead is, a lead is nothing in the NBA anymore. Uh, but they see the Bucks and six. Bucks and six, and that means Giannis is going to his first ever NBA Finals. Zach, thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Oh, I love coming on the show. Uh, I, hey, we got good chemistry going, too. <laughs> <laughs> we got good chemistry going, too. Uh, you, ask, you ask good questions, and you draw good, you draw out the, my best answers because, I, I mean, you get me going. But I appreciate, I appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, talking about the Finals and getting ready for football. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, football season's football. Football, re- football season's coming around. No worry, we got yeah. you. Football season's coming around. All right, thank you. Thank you. And once again, I want to thank Zach Williford, a.k.a. Mr. Zach, for coming on the podcast. Always love it when he uh, comes on and graces us all with his uh, sports knowledge. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 300th and first episode of... Barbershop Sports Talk!